So, <coughs> I, I may be. For, what, what did you laugh for? I coughed. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I may be full of shit. In fact, I probably am. Yeah. Yes. I'm reasonably confident Star Trek invented the previously on recap. Now, they definitely didn't invent... I did a little bit of homework to see if I am full of shit or not. They definitely didn't invent having, like, a a clip before... Like, if you have a cliffhanger ending on an episode, they'll show a bit of the last one before that. They didn't invent that because Doctor Who was doing it before then. Yeah. But I feel like the previously on Star Trek Next Generation and then showing a little montage and then going, and now the conclusion. I think they invented that. Right, okay. Because I, I can't find an earlier version. And it's also what stuck with me as, like, their thing. That everyone else copied. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Hmm. If I am wrong, write in. I want to open the episode like that. Yeah. So with that fair in enough. mind, previously on the shipping forecast, Grace, I'm sorry. I've run the tests. You only have three weeks left to live. Oh, thank fuck for that. Well, it's one way of dealing with it. <laughs> Nick, put the gun down. Stop. Sit down. You haven't paid me three years of fucking and work. And I never will. And I never will. <laughs> You see, your pay has been going to your mother to pay for her cancer treatment. Dun dun dun. No! <laughs> My inheritance! <laughs> Anyone else got any ideas? James, I love you, but we've only got 45 minutes to save the fanfiction. <gasps> now is not the time for confessions. I need to sword fight Grace. Grace! I'm going to send you to Turbo Purgatory. <laughs> but enough talk. Have at you. I'm gone. Come. But what is the crime? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> enough with these pop culture references. To battle! <laughs> and now the conclusion. Perfect. And then we do the credits. <laughs> <laughs> This is democracy manifest. This is democracy manifest. <laughs> He's absolutely Matt Berry's dad. <laughs> like, I, I don't care what anyone else... Is. I don't care that he was in Australia. Maybe the ages don't add up either. I don't know. But I'm certain that that's Matt Berry's father. He, he has got the right sort of uh, cadence and pronunciation. Yeah. yeah. Or at the very least, it's Matt Berry's inspiration of like how I'm going to perform roles. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sat there before Garth Marenghi, like, but how am I going to stand out? And then he watched that video and was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk like a speaking spell. I will talk like <laughs> democracy manifest. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing great, though. Yeah. Like, he's carved out his own... I've been watching what we do in the shadows. It's been fantastic. He's carved out his own little niche. If you need something, somebody to mispronunciate something, <laughs> but in a, a really, really grandiose way. When you you don't need a narrator, you need an orator. Yes, that is who you call. Yeah, you call Matt Berry. What the fuck's an orator? A dramatic man who speaks. Oh. <laughs> All right. So yeah, <laughs> talking of dramatic men that speak. Hey, welcome to the shipping forecast. Where there's two of them. <laughs> There's two of them. Hmm. I'm James. Joining me is the other dramatic man, and my first officer, Nick. Hello. And oh, how come he's the my... first officer? What the he's fuck the am I? He's the first officer. You're gonna I, be. Then? What? What do you want to be? 
I don't know. Chief engineer, chief medical, chief science. It doesn't feel as important, but all right, fine. Yeah, yeah but I'm not jealous. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair first office is really boring. Like it, it's like the personnel. It's like HR. Oh, Nick, it's, are oh, you going to take God. that? <sighs> I just really HR. Yeah, like the the first officer's job is to organize like crew rotations and like. Why have you do... given Nick a really shit job? I don't I thought, know. I thought it was something cool. <laughs> I didn't think it through. On reflection, you just Nick. called him really boring as fine. well. Fine. <laughs> well, I am really boring. You know it's fine. You... No, don't embrace it, Nick. Tell him to shut up. <laughs> fine. I'm Captain James. Joining me is my chief engineer, Nick. Yeah. He helped me talk through car problems earlier. Oh, that was so funny. And I'm my chief weapons officer, Grace. Yay. <laughs> I guess. If I need someone shivved, you're the first person I would go to. Yep. I'm very good at shooting people down physically and mentally. Exactly. Or maybe you should be the comms officer. No, I don't like speaking to people. You know, where the captain's like, here, tell them we come in peace, and you just pick up the phone. And I'm like, a fuck. Fuck you. Hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit. You mean, Captain? I translated it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, we've got photon tops. What have you got? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could combine the two. Comms and what? weapons officer. I mean, that's kind of what Worf's job was. Because they didn't really have a comms officer on, on the Enterprise D. Oh, there we go, then. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Worf who was picking up the phone, usually. Yeah, Gra- Oh, yeah, they're hailing us. Grace is Worf, then. Grace is Worf. I don't Comes know who Worf and is. weapons. Uh, God. Do we have any other banter that doesn't involve Worf? <laughs> this is the uh, the issue. Like, nothing happens in January. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All I've done is just eat, work, and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to hibernate immediately after work, too. I just kind of I just kind of fall asleep afterwards. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Which is why editing took so much longer this week, because... Normally I'd jump straight into editing after work, but no, nap time. This is it. I've I've been like coming home, uh, playing Cyberpunk, which is very good. Mm. Um, and we've also dug our PS2 out, because uh, there's a few games I'd like to play on that. Nice. Crazy Taxi, The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the classics. But yeah. Bandicoot. <laughs> possibly, possibly. I did lend you Silent Hill 2. Actually. You did, yes. That's one of the mm-hmm. reasons we uh, we brought it out. We're uh, nice. currently playing through one of the Spyro games, which Sophie wanted to play. Yes. And then nice. we'll, uh, yeah, we'll probably play that. But yeah, thank you very much. No problem. But yeah, this is the issue with January. It's about six months long. Mm. Nobody's got any money to do anything. Uh, everything is either shut or put off till warmer, warmer days come around. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's not much banter because I just I, I haven't really done anything. Mm-hmm. Though, I did mention you saving me there briefly, Nick, as my chief engineer. Ah! Uh, <laughs> yes. So, I crashed my car yesterday, very slightly. It's now got a cool scar on the... S- into a wall. Into a wall, yeah. It did Slightly into a wall. <laughs> to be fair, it did more damage to the wall than my car. And, to be fair, that wall has been there since you moved in. Exactly. <laughs> it was asking for it, really. Yeah, fair enough. But no, it was dark. I didn't turn quite as far as I should have done. Yeah. Can I show you the scar I found this morning, Grace? Oh, on your car? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's fine then. The scar, it's a scratch. Oh no, I didn't show you the big... No, 
I was just scrolling up through our chat. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, it's all fine. Thankfully, I'm the worst because I've never scratched my car. La dee da. I mean, I've scratched my car on purpose more times than I've scratched it by accident. Oh. I've had an old woman look me dead in the eye, open her car door, smack it into mine, close it again, and drive off. Oh, that. I've had that. That'd wind me and up. And she. She was like 70, but she didn't know what where the fuck she was, so I, I was just like, you know what, whatever, I'm not going to chase you up on it. What <laughs> our listeners bat. don't know is that Grace is the owner of a Cybertruck that is made of solid iron, and that's why <laughs> it dents other people's stuff. No, <laughs> shut up. She dented my car. Oh, she did, oh, I, I thought, sorry. She, oh. op- she looked me in the eye, opened her door... Dented my car whilst making direct eye contact, closed her door again, and then drove off. Hmm. Why did your mum? She do wasn't that? even getting in or out the car. She sat in her seat, opened the door, smacked my car, closed it again, and then fucked off. And I just looked <laughs> at her like, "What?" <laughs> oddly spiteful. No, she. I don't think. Uh, I can't. Uh, I don't know what expression was on her face. I think she was just confused. She didn't look spiteful because hmm. I hadn't like, really done anything. Well, so, I don't know. Don't know. People are weird. People are weird. But this is. Yeah. This is precisely why I have two cars: the nice, pretty one, which I polish up and take to shows, <laughs> and I have the uh, the sub five hundred quid shit box, which has minor street cred so bad that even the local crackheads won't nick it. <laughs> I stayed at Sophie's house for a couple of days while I was getting something done in the house. The car didn't move for those two days, but I came out to drive back to my house to see the work that had been done, and I realised that I hadn't—I'd forgotten to lock it. Nice. And the car was still there. Everything else was that was in the car was still there. Yeah, I just forgot to lock my car. What's worse is people kept leaving extra prog rock CDs in your car. <laughs> Oh come on! I don't. The I don't reverse use... of stealing all your stuff. They just keep adding to it. <laughs> I don't use CDs. I use Spotify. Ooh, yeah. I use no, CDs. I use CDs. <laughs> Dragged kicking and screaming into the twenty-first century. I, I prefer a good CD. Like, if you've got a touchscreen where you can change the songs, I'd be tempted to change the songs. Whereas a CD, you put it in. That's what you got. Yeah, fair enough. And it's fun making mixtapes. Yeah, that's a lost art nowadays. Exactly. Yeah, making a good mixtape. One I have kept alive. You're a good man. And why not join our Patreon and you can have a copy of my mixtape? <laughs> I don't think that's the thing we can legally do. Is that the one that's stuck in my CD player? Oh, probably. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I've made newer mixtapes since then. Yeah, because um, we put that in and then it broke and the CD player hasn't worked since. Yeah. Like, I can't even eject it. My tapes are fire. <laughs> so fire that they melt- Yeah, so fire <laughs> that they melted the inside of my CD player. That's a guarantee. Yeah, but it's fine. This car is probably one catastrophic MOT failure away from the scrapyard anyway, so... A CD player oh. is the least of its worries. Alas. As you guys saw today, actually, because I've, been, uh, I've yeah. been changing a wheel bearing on it. Yeah, that looked amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's get into turn order. Yes. Oh, yeah. What we're here for, yeah. Yes. It's worth us figuring out who's going first. It is. So, what did you think of your fix? Mine was short uh, and innocent and quite funny. 
Okay. But I don't know. It tickled me. I don't know if it would tickle other people. You're, and it's a garish year, I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. But vaguely. So mine is it's there's background garish year. The focus is Golda Cut. Uh, it's funny, it's long, I'll be skipping a lot of bits and just sort of telling the story. Okay. The story is Garrett, uh, well, the story is, uh, fanfic about Goldacut is written, and he is determined to find out who is writing him as a bottom. Oh, <laughs> is that the thing that nice. he's taken issue with? He's taken issue with a lot of things in it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he plans to take legal action. Uh, I see. It's him getting railed by a Bajoran, which he's not in favour of. <laughs> so he's... Cardassia used to occupy Bajor. Oh. He's going to fucking um, talk in a state this thing, then. That's the plan. Yeah, I see. Also, apparently it's a crime in Cardassia to write anything about military officers. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, mine was... It's about having a sexual awakening. Okay. You know, like discovering okay. a new kink that you're into. But I also found an honourable mention. Uh, there's some Vulcan pickup lines that I thought it might be fun to read Ooh, together. Nice. Or rather, it's I'm, I'm up for that. Or rather, it's Vulcans trying to do Earth pickup lines. Oh. So, oh. You know. <laughs> oh no. So, okay. Sexual awakening. I've just realised there's something I need to search because I'd be horrified if it's a thing. Okay. Are you familiar with tribbles? Those little fucking furry things that are yeah. just like balls of fur. Yeah. You're you're going to Google sexy tribble, aren't you? I'm seeing if anyone's fucked a tribble. <laughs> yeah. I, I had see. a quick skim and the answer is no. I mean... You're welcome. Yeah, thank Christ for that. I've got some Kirk slash Carnoonian Singh here, though. Okay. Turns out the ship name for that is Kirk with a K. K-H-I-R-K. I see. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Okay, no one's fucked a tribble. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> At least something is safe in this universe. The shipping For forecast asking all the important questions. <laughs> Delving into the horrors so you don't have to. <laughs> Got any tribbles about your tribbles? Ooh. Perhaps some oh, troubles God. with your tribbles. Trouble, tribble, trivia. Mm. That was the title of the episode, wasn't it? It was the title yes. of the episode. The Trouble with Tribbles. My very limited original series yeah. knowledge. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, who wants to go first? I don't mind going first. Okay. Who wants to go second? I'll tell you what, I'll go second. Go on, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll wrap so we can up. leave James to ramble long into I the night. ramble <laughs> long into <laughs> the night. You're welcome. <laughs> and that... <laughs> and in conclusion, uh, oh my god! <laughs> I won't be Will that it bad. End? I might be. You that... stopped talking about the Vic like twenty minutes ago. It We're only still just like talking every to now you and about again. Talking about your, your opinion. <laughs> yeah, but this is a Star Trek episode. Like yeah. we're expecting long things. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to hear about warp core theory? No. No. <laughs> oh. No. I'm good. What about the role of dilithium in the process of... (laughs) (laughs) Fine, fine. Grace, what have you been reading? I have been reading Inked Upon Your Heart by Xenobotanist. Xenobotanist? Uh I never know if I should pronounce X as a sh or a z. Ah, yeah. So this X comes from Latin, so... uh, Yes. So it's an X. Xenobotany. 
You've, yeah, but you've just pronounced it with a Z. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Xenobotany. Then why isn't it a Z? I don't know. Because I was always told that X means it's a sh noise, even in the Latin. Well, it's, it's always pronounced xenomorph, right? Yeah, but this Zen is... Xenophobia. Uh, yeah, but is this an American way of doing it? Or, I don't know. All right, okay, okay, all right. It's xenophobia. It's xenobotanist. Okay, I will say xenobotanist. Or xeno, if you want to be. Oh, it's a scone. Fuck it's a scone, off. scone thing. Just fuck off. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not Sheno. That's all. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, I said G. She. Look. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the okay. author's name. Okay. <laughs> it's written with an X. <laughs> I do not have a doctorate in anything. <laughs> I mean, I'll I don't think we can have doctorates in xenobotany just yet. I have a Hyundai or Hyundai. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm still pissed off that apparently Hyundai cars have always been pronounced Hyundai. Oh, Hyundai, yes. Yeah, oh, and as long as I own one, I'm not conforming to it. It's Jeff all over again. It is. I'm sorry. I am stubborn. We're not We're not calling it Jeff. No. No. Or changing Hyundai. So tell us about Inked Upon Your Heart. Yes, sorry. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> where, where was I? <laughs> right at the beginning. Uh, okay, so this is Julian Bashir and Elim Garrick. Mm-hmm. And... It is post-canon Cardassia, uh, okay. whatever. I'm not entirely sure what that means, because I have not actually watched Deep Space Nine. Would you like to know what that means? I'm guessing it's after the planet gets fucked over? The planet does get fucked over. So, Cardassia allies with the Dominion in the Dominion War. Okay. The Dominion fuck over the Cardassians, and the final battle of the war, and the final episodes of Deep Space Nine take place in that kind of war for Cardassia. Okay. So okay. the show ends, Cardassia needs to rebuild. It's kind of analogous to like uh, Germany or Japan immediately after World War Two, but in space. Okay. Good to know. Thank you, Dictionary Corner. Anytime. Uh, additional tags. Humor, crack treated seriously. Tattoos, heart attacks. Almost, in brackets. The best kind of crack is the crack treated seriously. Uh, I'll, I'll read the beginning out just to sort of like set everything down. At long last, despite the stifling heat, Julian shivers as Garrett kisses him on the back of the neck, fingers trailing teasingly under the hem of his shirt. Up, up. Julian raises his arms, allowing the garment to be lifted over his head and tossed onto the flickering shadows of candlelight. There is a pause, an indrawn breath and thick call. You know, actually, fuck it. Either way, right. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) <laughs> it's very sensual. Four yeah. players happening, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Garrick sort of like traces Julian's left shoulder blade and says, what is this? Uh, oh, Julian leans off the bed to grab a PADD from his bag. Just a pad. I don't fucking know. It's all in caps. <laughs> <laughs> a pad. The mm. thing is, when women hear pad, they think menstrual oh, sanitary pad. So the pads are... Um, what does it stand for? No one knows. I mean, someone probably knows. So it's a P-A-D-D. Fine. I'll look it up. I'll look up <laughs> what it stands for. So I for. was right, it was a P-A-D-D. Because <laughs> it stands they, for... They, it's called a personal access display device. Cool. So it's what he... you see them holding when they need to hand people stuff to read. <sighs> yeah, like an iPad, isn't it? Julian it's, grabs yeah. a personal something-something device from his bag... And turns on the flashlight function, handing it over. I don't know why, but 
I feel bad because I've started this fic just arguing with people. <laughs> <laughs> you have. Very, very sorry to the author. <laughs> For someone who hasn't watched much Star Trek, you're doing fine. Very sorry to the author, but not to us. <laughs> yes. Yes, you deserve better, author. I'm sorry about the two pricks with me today. Someone <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't know the Star Trek law. Go fuck yourself. Right, as I was saying... <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm, doing... I'm trying to help. You're just being a twat. I'm, not, I'm trying to help. Ah! Right. <sighs> okay, where was I? This has gone slightly out of hand. Where was yeah. I? Oh, boy. Uh, okay, so they're having a sensual time. Garak spots the tattoo uh, on his shoulder. And Julian explains... Like I said, when I arrived, I've been thinking of you and Cardassia a lot. It became obsessive at times. I wanted to keep a reminder with me, something permanent until I could get here. And when Quark actually convinced Kira to turn your shop into a tattoo parlor, it gave me the idea to do this. Well, what do you think? And there's this sound behind him that Julian can't readily identify. It's inquisitive, concerned, confused. Whatever it began as, it transformed into a spluttering, choking sound. And then when Garrett can hold in no more, a full-on guffaw. Oh, no. <laughs> he's, la- he's laughing his <laughs> fucking ass off. He's laughing at the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Naturally, mood killed, and he's turned around like... Um, <laughs> What, what? And the laughter behind him starts getting gaspy and rattly and develops into this hacking cough. And Julian's whirring around in concern and befuddlement by the chuckles. And, it, like, Garrick is wheezing. Elim, <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? And Garrick waves him off with one hand while the other one's, like, clenched to his chest because like, he's fucking dying. Garrick, you've got to stop laughing. You're putting too much stress on your lungs, which is straining your heart. You've got arrhythmia. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and Jarek's like clenching his chest, like put put your shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah. And so he does, and and, and um, he asks Garrick what's supposed to mean. Bashir is like, I, I wanted it to mean remembrance, and Garrick just starts wheezing again in pain because he oh, just can't no. keep it together. <laughs> I think so, I the do- so the dog, uh, the doc, drugs him up for his own safety, and Garrick falls asleep, uh, mouth still twitching into like a smile, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's gonna start laughing again. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think whatever, ha- like obviously this is. Uh, after Cardassia got hit, so I'm assuming Garrett got hurt during this and had like. I think so. Pollution fucked his lungs up a bit, so like laughing is gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like it's um, yeah, dusty air, and the Cardassians yeah, the can't really deal with it at the end. Hmm. So the 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 planetary defense, it's got like loads of like laser turrets orbiting, and the Dominion just flip them round and just start bombing Cardassia. Mm. Ah, right, I see. It's fucked. Okay. So since then, all the shirtless activities have been done in total darkness, so, like, Bashir doesn't kill him, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and a month later, Bashir can't really take it anymore. He asks Garrick in the hospital, because, you know, best place for anyone to have a heart attack, just in case. <laughs> Garrick sets aside his stew down with an uncustomary gravity, it says. His face drawn. Are you sure you want to know that, my dear? <laughs> Julian nods. Yes. Turn around and remove your shirt. He's going to read it out. <laughs> There's a heavy sigh once more. A callous finger traces over the angular characters one by one. There's a psh from Carrick. The finger drops. Are you absolutely certain you want to know what this means? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Carrick releases another heavy cost of air. He breathes in, holds it, and then he begins tittering. He's like, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just doubles over. And he's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Julian's just it's like, fuck it. He just stumps off to Dr. Uh, Parmac, whips his top off and says, Callus, what in the stars does my back say? <laughs> and there's like a stunned silence for a few beats. But soon enough, Julian can make out a muffled, <laughs> sure enough, Dr. Parmac has a hand over his mouth and his eyes are watering. It, it, it says, he just as Sister Julian's come closer, closer, come on, around the desk, motions for down, down. And Julian leans over, ready to receive like a little secret. It's like, it. it. <laughs> Parmac snickers, his breath puffing against Julian's cheek. He lowers his voice, but there's still a squeak when he finally... <laughs> Finally, forces the word out. It says, beep, beep, lettuce. <laughs> and when That's I read so this, good. It just fucking sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parmax giggles dissolve oh, into hiccups and coughs and isn't before Julian is calling a nurse and pulling out hypos to deal with strained lungs and erratic heartbeat all over again. <laughs> Oh, it oh, fuck <laughs> I I was in fucking bits. So it's just oh, well done because like well done to Zeno Botanist. It was very mm. fun. You did a fantastic job building up the reveal of it. Uh, I've also read a, a similar story of yours recently where Doctor Vashir notices a tattoo on Garrick called Enigma Scales, which is also very good. I lost my shit reading both of these. <laughs> Like, they really tickled me. It's so innocent, it's so silly. Really well done. I encourage listeners to read both of these pics. <laughs> well, it's, I reckon that's happened to a lot of people. Because, you know, you oh, get yeah. a uh, you get a tattoo in a language letters. you don't know. Um, and so if you go to the very bottom, it did. <laughs> you are. Oh, shit, yeah. There's a Reddit post. There is yeah. a Reddit post. Yeah, it, t- it took me a while to twig there. Just hang on. Uh, let me just. In uh, Japan, they say I, I actually can't read that, which says your eyes are beautiful. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's, it's beepu on reatsu, which means beep beep lettuce. <laughs> 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 beep beep lettuce. <laughs> this yeah, this is. Um... <laughs> I kind of want a beep beep letters tattoo. Just, <laughs> I mean, if you don't know the language, it could be anything. Like yeah, people could I'd... be like tattooing parts of a shopping list or a recipe onto you, or, and it looks yeah. all cool and mystical if you don't know the language. <laughs> but you know, then you get there and it, it it's you know it says like 
one shampoo or something like that. Milk, eggs, flour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having oh. the skim of enigmas. Uh, Mate, skim of enigma don't scales. don't ruin it. It's that what it says I at the end okay, fucking sent me. But <laughs> yeah, enigma scales. <laughs> Garrick's got a fucking tramp stamp and it it fucking sent me. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> Have you scroll down and read it? I've seen it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I'm glad you found a thing you enjoyed, Grace. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to tickle me this much. I was like, okay, where's this going? And then a bit fucking beep beep letters. <laughs> I hope other people find this funny and don't. I'm I not do. a fucking idiot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> as you were telling, I, as I was reading along, I just saw beep beep letters on its own. I was just like, oh, no. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Masterfully done, Xenobotanist. Yep, this was Very this good. was fun. Well done. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> My jaw hurts. So if you want beep beep letters tattooed on you, it's detailed in the Reddit post below. So, so would you say you've enjoyed your foray into Star Trek? I I don't feel like I've learned anything. <laughs> I've had a great time. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> oh. So, Nick, I what have you been reading? Yeah, hang on. First of all, Grace, do you need a moment? I guess that's a yes. <laughs> She's just disappeared. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, boy. Yeah, we've we've lost our weapons officer. Oh no, the Klingons are going to come through in this thing. <laughs> oh, right, let me get yours up. Oh dear, oh dear. I'm back. Unlike hey, nice. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> right, so what you'll need to do, I've realised I've posted the wrong fucking link, so you need to go back to the previous chapter. Yep, that's okay. Um, I have a feeling. Okay, so this is Were Classic Earth Novels Always This Horny by Viali7. Yes. Um, this is a Spurk fic, sort of. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, sort of unrequited love, will they, won't they? But anyway, uh, Spock decides to read Little Women. Okay. Okay. Apparently, one of the cornerstones of British literature, which I uh, I have not what, read Little Women. Sorry, one of the cornerstones of uh, human literature, uh, which um, it sounds like one of those books that they give you to do in English class, and then you'd have to do like a, a comprehension and a review on it. And yeah. what did the it author was. really mean? But anyway, it was. Oh, it's the one Greta Gerwig did before Barbie. Yes, but basically, he is reading uh, Little Women. He gets to part one, chapter seven. Now, there's a scene in that where one of the characters. Uh, they have to be disciplined in some way, and it turns out it's the the old school punishment, you know, where they'd sort of like wrap you on your hands with uh, with okay. a stick or a ruler or something like that to punish you. Oh, yeah, you get caned, yeah. So it's something that's not out of the ordinary for when the book was set. It's something that uh, a lot of older people will remember having done to them at school. But of course... This awakens something in Spock because of the sensitivity of Vulcan hands. Oh. 
So. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So he's reading that and he's thinking, it's like, could it really be that an Earth woman writing several centuries ago had intuited the taboos of his Vulcan culture, had predicted this quirk of his biology, namely the sensitivity of the Vulcan hand? So he's like... Come on, Spock. This, <laughs> this is it. He's, he's getting quite into this. He sort of um, likens it to the popular fantasy that, um, that humans have, schoolgirls getting spanked, that sort of thing. The scene in Little Women was the Vulcan equivalent. Utterly shocking to read in a children's book, even accounting for the unfortunate prevalence of corporal punishment in Earth's past. Right, so, so he's looking at it as like the equivalent of having a cock slapped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, it's like CBT for the hand. Okie cokey. But what does cognitive behavioural therapy have to do with the hands? Oh, come you on. fucking know what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pornob Statistics. This... <laughs> We can't pretend anymore. Like, the amount of no. fucking degenerate stuff that we've read on this we've podcast. Been here for three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, anyway, he closes the book feeling a bit dirty and uh, as, as if he'd been viewing, like, actual pornography. Um, <laughs> and then all evening, he just can't focus. Like, the thoughts of the punishment scene keep sort of rising to his head. And even when he, uh, you know, decides to go to bed early so he can have an extra hour of medita- meditation before he settles down, uh, it's still going on in his head. So himself as a schoolboy on Vulcan being ordered by a faceless teacher to offer his palm, him kneeling before Jim's chair on the bridge, hands offered in supplication, and most distressingly, a mirage of Jim, his beloved captain, commanding his first officer to present his hands for discipline. So it sounds like Spock is down bad for Kirk. Absolutely. So, yeah. always has been. This is it, and there's a there's a lovely uh, there's a lovely line here, a lovely uh, paragraph, which I'll just read verbatim, which I quite liked. The last image was not upsetting in the sense that Spock would find such a command unpleasant. Rather, it was upsetting because Spock did not object to it strongly enough. <laughs> which he's into it. yeah, this is the thing. He's kind of disgusted, but he wants to ex- explore it further. <laughs> like um I hate it go on <laughs> this is it I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of people can relate where they see something where they're like Ugh. oh okay uh. yeah <laughs> well, like seeing slime and then wanting to prod it yeah you get like an intrusive thought mm-hmm. or the dune oh, cup yeah. or the yeah. <laughs> not the dune bucket or the dune bucket yeah the dune popcorn bucket <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Let it die, for God's sake! No. The um, film hasn't even the film hasn't even come out. <laughs> the joke's only going to get better with age. Oh no! Oh God! People We're ahead of the curve on this beam. So yeah, we were here first. So exactly. Talking of alien biology, oh. he starts thinking about what uh, Jim Kirk would be like. He'd discipline him and then he'd forgive him and comfort him and he'd, you know, kiss and lick his palm until things happened and things like that. He could never breathe a word of it to anyone. Uh, now that's chapter one. Going into it's chapter two, he breathes a word of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, chapter two, chapter two, Spock is on the bridge doing his thing and uh, yeah. Kirk has this sort of game he plays with him where he tries to sneak up on the Vulcan without him noticing. But. Okay. Of course, if he sort of sneaks up, Spock betrays no emotion that he surprised him or anything like that, which you'd expect. 
And then uh, Jim sort of stood talking to him, and then he says, You know, I've always admired how quickly and elegantly you type, Spock. Look at those fingers fly. And Spock oh, is like, no, he... What the fuck does he know? <laughs> <laughs> he's... <laughs> he's overthought this. Yeah, this is it. He's thinking, How could he possibly know? I've been sort of thinking about this. Um, so <laughs> he's trying to will himself not to, to think about it. And um, is he just thinking about how does he know that I've been reading porn? <laughs> yes. <a> <laughs> but the thing is, it's like Little Women. Uh, little Women is a pretty normal thing to read. It's not. No, there's yeah, there's it's not porn. Is yeah, it? it's not supposed to <laughs> be all. obscene. But of course, with Spock's Vulcan biology, it uh, it, it becomes that. Yeah. Oh. So like Kirk's trying to tease him, and Spock just goes, "It requires only practice, Captain." Sort of blows him off, and. Uh, uh, Jim returns to his. Them off. No, not yet. I have, we haven't got to that yet. This is. <laughs> I, I should mention oh, right. this okay. is uh, this is recent. In fact, while I was doing a reread at about four o'clock today, uh, another chapter popped up. I did notice this is ongoing. Yeah, it, today. it was last updated today. So yeah, it's an ongoing mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, anyway, um, he blows Jim off. Jim sort of like puffs and goes back to his, uh, you know, captain's chair. He says, "Luckily, Spock has plenty of work to focus on." He did not have time to worry about his captain's petulant, illogical behaviour. No, no time at all. Hmm. However... (laughs) What, two o'clock? Two o'clock, two o'clock, they go get lunch, and they're, uh, you know, they're in the lift. Jim asks Spock, what was all that about earlier? The uh, little fit you threw when I gave you a compliment. Since when do you take offence to flattery? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Spock's like, Vulcans do not throw fits, Jim. I merely wish to attend to my work. You are proving a minor distraction, that's all. (laughs) Of course, Kirk latches on to this, as Kirk often does. You find me distracting, Mr. Spock. Is that so? Do you find me more or less distracting when I talk about your hands? And like he notices, you know, him stiffening up and and things like that. Oh, got him. (laughs) Just at that moment, luckily for Spock, the lift door's open and he sort of makes his escape fucks off back to his quarters. <laughs> <laughs> this is Spock having a wank on lunch, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what he does. He, like, takes a ruler. He's like, yeah, this will do. Hits himself on the hand, fantasizing about Jim Kirk, uh, disciplining him for some <laughs> unperceived slight. Even though, of course, it's illegal to do that in Starfleet. They outlawed corporal punishment. I mean, spanking yourself out isn't illegal. No, no, spanking <laughs> yourself isn't, but, like, corporal punishment is now illegal in, uh, yeah, in, in Starfleet. It's, it's not used as punishment. No, that's it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, Spock beats his hands with a ruler, then beats his meat, and uh, <laughs> then ends up with about seven minutes to uh, to replicate some food, scarf it down, and get back to the bridge. Huh. So, yeah, all those of you have... Gone home for a wank on lunch. Vulcans do it too, I guess. <laughs> Which is surprising for Vulcans, because they normally only mate uh, once every seven years. I, I was going to say this is probably not sort of as law consistent as the uh, oh, it's it's not the, the the nerds out there would have it. But it doesn't matter. It's fanfic. We're having fun. They didn't have replicators in the twenty third century. Shut up, right, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it's fanfic. It's fine. Yeah. Vulcans probably don't have sexual fantasies about uh, their captain beating their hands yeah, with a ruler. Do. Really? Okay. Yeah, so the thing about the Vulcans is they do have emotions, they just keep them under wraps. 
Ah, so I whenever see. Vulcans tell... Vulcans go around telling every other race, oh no, we don't lie, we're honest and logical. And that in itself is a lie. Ah, they oh, are absolutely... They're so full of shit about yeah. not being... About not having emotions. They just keep them under wraps. Right, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Plus Spock's half-human, so he's he's got more emotions than others. Yeah, fair enough. Um, no, Vulcans lie all the time. Yeah. Um, mostly about not having uh, sexual fantasies involved. Just whenever it's convenient, to be honest. <laughs> Funnily enough, it comes up in this next chapter. Oh. Yeah, uh, this was the one that uh, I read today, so my coverage of it might be uh, a little bit spotty. Oh, it is hot off the press. Yeah, it is hot off the press. <laughs> Basically, I checked it at about 10 this morning, and I checked it again at 4 o'clock, and there it was. So, there we go. So, Bok and Kirk are playing 3D chess. Kirk is teasing Spock about, you know, making the next move and things like that. I'm always sure about my decisions, particularly when it comes to chess, Jim. And uh, teasing them, uh, you know, teasing them about it. And yet you put yourself into a more vulnerable position, being a bit sexual innuendo. Mm -hmm. Careful, Spock admonished. You have almost convinced me to withdraw my latest move and apply another angle of attack. Now, this bit's important. Kirk has a rule when he's playing three-dimensional chess. Once you've decided to make that move, you have to make that move. You can't just, you know, sort of like move your piece back and think, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do another one. Like, no takesies, oh. backsies, that sort of thing. And anyway, Spock reaches out for the piece and Jim just wraps him on the knuckles lightly, like as a joke. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You know an anime when they suddenly get surrounded by flowers? Yeah, he, like, <gasps> he's making it worse. He's making it fucking worse for the both of them, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, of course, Spock stiffens. In more ways than one. In, yeah, that's it, in more ways than one. Jim's worried. He's like, hey, Spock, I didn't mean to hurt you. Are you all right? It was just a little tap, I'm sorry. You know, Spock's like, no, it's, it's fine. You don't fault yourself. I'm in need of rest. I must retire to my quarters. Please allow me to return oh, to this yeah. match tomorrow. <laughs> so, like, he's... His quarters, eh? Yeah, this is it. So, of course, Spock fucks off through the shared bathroom that connects their quarters, rather conveniently. That, that's not a thing. No, probably not. But he sort of fucks off. And this is where you find out that Kirk is about as damn bad for Spock as uh, Spock is for Kirk. Okay. So, but yeah, he's sort of um, thinking about it, and he's like, yeah, he's been acting odd, he's going away, and taking lunch in his quarters, and he's been a bit weird in the lift that one time, and um, now he's sort of found out he's definitely got a hand thing. Mm -hmm. He'd reacted strongly to that light little slap, but not as he usually reacted to pain. Jim had seen Spock handle boatloads of pain without blinking. No, this reaction has been something different. Almost like embarrassment, humiliation, perhaps arousal. Of course, as Kirk's thinking about this, uh, he's getting hard, so, yeah, he beats his meat, too. For God's sake. Thinking, <laughs> thinking of the, the best hand job in the world that he will get off Spock eventually, apparently. So... <laughs> but, yeah, he gets, uh, he gets sort of, like, worked up and things like that, and then it's time to take this fantasy to the bed. Jim decided catching up on his daily reports could wait. So, like, he's got paperwork to do, but he's just going to blow it off and have a wank. It's time for a cheeky wank. Yeah. I've, I've just seen the notes. Yeah, I love Spock, the notes. I must not let my inappropriate arousal interfere with my duties as first officer of a starship, Kirk. 
lol, fuck Taiwan, horny. <laughs> Do you know that's exactly how I read it. <laughs> and we've all been there. Yeah, we've all yeah. When presented with with paperwork. This is the thing. Procrastination comes in many forms. Yes. Yep. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I um, I quite enjoyed this. this I, I quite like how the the whole sort of like will they, won't they things going on, and I kind of mm. want to see where this develops. Yeah, and this Spock is deeply amusing. <laughs> it looks like they're still updating, so I'm I'm gonna bookmark this and I'm gonna keep an eye on it. Yeah, I'd like to see this go to the uh, conclusion because mm. you know everybody has fetishes, and if you get to indulge those fetishes, then all the better. Mm-hmm. With the person you love, I look forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah. So yes. Thank you, Viali Seven. Absolutely fantastic. Now you were telling me something about uh, Vulcan pickup lines a second ago. Ah, mm. yes. So this wasn't really long enough to um, warrant its own review, but I thought it was uh, worth a mention. This is. What were your parents' professions? Because certain sections of your anatomy resemble fine baking. By uh, by Lirulin, if I can pronounce that right. Pardon? Fine baking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's maybe meant to be, was your mum a baker because you've got nice buns? Oh, yeah. okay, all right. <laughs> so this is um oh, these are good <laughs> yeah these are absolutely brilliant yeah pick a favorite no if we read any you have to do them in a spark voice so like super deadpan i'll have a go i would like to request your presence at an event i fully intend to host in the immediate foreseeable future a prompt rsvp would be most appreciated oh indeed it is to be a small celebratory gathering oh that sounds fantastic where are you planning on holding it ah it is ahem <laughs> I intend to host this event within the confines of my regulation-issued uniform slacks. <laughs> a party in his pants. There's a party in my pants and you're invited. <laughs> oh, that is most my God. agreeable. Oh, fantastic. This is Vulcan flirting. <laughs> this is a compilation of Vulcan flirting, too. It is, yeah. I am concerned that you are not showing signs of fatigue, Cadet Uhura, as you have been vigorously sprinting through the confines of my subconscious since dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. Um, well, you've been running through my dreams all night or something? Yeah, oh, you must be tired because yeah. you've been running through my dreams all night. Oh my Christ. Okay. <laughs> the inertial dampeners must be malfunctioning because you are most assuredly rocking my world. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you display superior taste in footwear. In an unrelated matter, I would like to mate with you. <laughs> That's nice shoes, wanna fuck. That's no shoes wanna fuck. (laughs) (laughs) If I may ask, Kudat Uhura, did you experience any pain when you fell from the celestial body that the primitive humans once referred to as heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these all read like Spark. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. Mm. (laughs) Oh, oh, I like this one. I was wondering, Kadet Uhura, if I could persuade you to accept this ticket. It will grant you an entrance to a display of small armaments, which happens to be <laughs> taking place at this moment in the approximate region of my biceps and deltoids, with an auxiliary showing in the vicinity of the tricep. Would you like tickets to the gun show? Yeah. <laughs> Th- these are fantastic. Oh yeah. my <laughs> fucking god. Poor Cadet Ura. <laughs> I hope the, 
the writers for uh, Strange New Worlds are taking notes. Oh, mm. yeah, these are wonderful. Because we've got young Spock in that, and he is in that time where he's experimenting with being Riz. <laughs> <laughs> or having Riz. Oh, boy. This, this is part one in Vulcan pickup lines. There's a part two. I, I feel like they should put the translation in. <laughs> oh, this, this one's just written. This is prose for the most part. Oh, right. Oh, wait, no. Then, then it swaps. Ah, some more from the comments. Is this Kirk, like, teaching Spock about pickup lines? Is there a fire control personnel nearby? You appear to be on fire. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. The one I was going to read, though, was, I require aid in ascertaining the spring, co- the spring constant of my regulation mattress. Would you care to collect data? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, these are all gold. Current selection in clothing is aesthetically pleasing. However, I believe the pleasure factor could be increased significantly by relocac- reall- <laughs> reallocating them to the floor of my dormitory quarters. Ah, <laughs> uh, Vulcan Riz. <laughs> Would you consent oh, yeah. to placing yourself upon my seated form, such as we may engage in discussion <laughs> regarding whatever topic may come to our attention? Attention. That's it. Uh, come sit on my knee and we'll talk about the first thing that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why Spock's mum decided Vulcans were where it's at. Yeah, oh, they, these are wonderful. These are kind of endearing. <laughs> <laughs> and they also neatly segue into one thing I've been reading uh, this week. So if you go up one in the Discord. Okay. So there are two fics, both by Clone Zone. One is significantly shorter than the other. I wanted to talk about this just because it looks really funny. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is a fic called In Which Bradwood Boimler Gives Spock Such a Terrible Blowjob He Needs to Sit Back and Think About It for a Little While. Bloody hell. I see. So Bradwood Boimler is a character from Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, This won't mean anything to you, Nick, but I know it will for Grace. He is played by the Huey from The Boys. Oh, fucking hell. He is exactly the same, only slightly less charismatic. He is just him in a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of like a more awkward, Trekkie nerd version of Huey from The Boys. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) At one point, he goes back in time, and he gets to meet Spock. (laughs) And uh, here he gets to give him a terrible blowjob. (laughs) Uh, I yeah, the, it's a it's a wonderful premise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we get right into it. Uh, it opens with Mr. Spock. I, I just want to say this is a tremendous honor. Boiler looks at him with eager eyes, and so begin the six most unsatisfactory minutes of Spock's life. <laughs> 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 Which is a wonderful way to describe a blowjob. <laughs> it starts off promising. A mouth is a mouth. The hole's a hole. But but his mouth was cold. A human mouth shouldn't be this cold. <laughs> um, a little dry, completely outside the realm of logic. It's yeah. so bad it's outside the realm of fucking logic. <laughs> yeah. Because he's got a cold, dry mouth. Cold, freezing cold, dry mouth. <laughs> and after a while he has to stop because he pulls away to gag. He's like, I'm sorry, give me a second. It's fine, I just have a very sensitive gag reflex. And why did you offer... I don't know! <laughs> this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and you're like a personal hero and, oh my god, am I blowing this? I believe, I believe you are trying doing... your best, engine. 
I believe you're trying your best. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, no, but what if this messes up with the timeline? What if I'm so bad you decide to give up and never have sex again, and then you never end up with Captain Kirk and who? Oh, oh dear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, then he gets... <laughs> Spock is, like, hinting to him, get back to the task at hand. Hand. <laughs> You, you use your hands. I see, oh, extra connection here. We've got back to your fake neck. Yeah. Yeah. being. I think it's just to avoid a pointless, terrible blowjob. Like, yeah, just it's... just get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It it doesn't go well. <laughs> Three more minutes of very passionate, cold and dry attempts at sucking dick. Three uninterrupted minutes, save for a few calm downs and enough with the teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it just gets Uh, worse. (laughs) And then he gives up. (laughs) Oh my god. No one comes. (laughs) That's actually in the tags, funnily enough. No one comes. No one comes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I should probably go through the other tags. Um... Yeah, bad sex, just terrible, oral sex. Do not come here to jack off unless into panicked, dry, toothy blowjobs. I don't subscribe to cisgender Spock, but this was too funny to pass up. No one comes in this. (laughs) I see. Uh, Poor boy, (laughs) Blur. He tried his best. He sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Notes. Anyone who thinks Bradwood Boimler is good at gay sex is wrong. Might make a follow-up where Mariner and Ortega's absolutely blow her as back out. I'm here when you do. <laughs> that sounds great. I see. So, that's not what we're here for. Okay. I'm actually here to tell you about another fic written by Clone Zone called Cardassian copyright laws versus the people. All right. We've kind of got out of hand here. Like two of us have bought have brought two fix. Oops, all fix. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough. Well, it's our first episode back, so yeah, bumper yeah. episode never hurt. Make anybody. up for lost time. Yeah. We're back with us to uh, extra fix to make up for the haters. Hmm. So we're back to Deep Space Nine, but we're not focusing on Garrick and Bashir. Garrick and Bashir is happening. But it's not it's not the focus. It's in the background. Yeah. We're here to talk about Gul Cat, the <laughs> villain. My boy. Of course. Who, you may recall me saying last time, deserves a lot more public awareness. Like, on paper he is everything Tumblr likes. Like he's a bad boy who's convinced he's the main character. Like I feel like if DS9 aired today, Gul Cat would be a Tumblr sexy man. Oh, okay, fair enough. But alas, he was—he came too soon. He was born too early. Hmm. And yeah, not many people write fics about Goldacat being horny. But luckily, this fic is about someone writing fics about Goldacat being horny. So, our story begins. It's a quiet day on DS9, but there's rumours and gossip astir. Because someone has published a book. Now this happens every so often, but it's been... A while since anyone got this excited about the book. Okay. This story is called Occupation. Uh, it's been published anonymously. No one knows where it came from. It just sort of appeared on the Deep Space Nine internet. And it features some unique content. It has Gul Dukat in some very compromising positions. 
and uh, yeah, it's no wonder it became so popular with a Bajoran audience. Somebody's written fanfic of Ducat fucking loads of, loads of people, haven't they? It's the other way round. Oh, loads of people <laughs> fucking Gal Ducat. Gal Ducat's the bottom. Ah, shit, Yay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, we cut to, they're in ops, which is like the bridge for the station, and all the officers are just sat there gossiping, Julian's bringing it up, it's like, oh... Has everyone else read it? Like, how long do you think before Ducat sees it? Ducat's like, oh, it, it won't be long. And we should be ready. He's probably going to make a scene, like, whenever he sees this. Probably about defamation. And Julian's like, I wouldn't call it defamation. Honestly, it describes him quite fondly. Him and his, <laughs> no unprofessional language in ops, doctor. Uh, Odo sort of <laughs> pipes up. Also reading a pad. And he's like, well, it's not unprofessional. I, I, I could use the medical term if you like. And, oh, no one wants to hear that. Odo, are you reading it right now? <clears throat> no. <laughs> Purely for investigative purposes. It's pertinent that we discover the author before Descartes gives us any trouble. Um, And maybe it is slightly cathartic to see my old boss be put in his place. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, eventually, so they, yeah, they start gossiping about it. Um, one of them brings up, I don't think a Bajoran would have written this. Because the the author seems to know a lot about Cardassian anatomy. Mm. And anyone who actually lived under the occupation wouldn't want to write about Goldacars. Because like, he, he's space Hitler, essentially. Yeah. So, it's unlikely. So, who knows? It's going to be Garrick, isn't it? Ah, so, the only Cardassians on the station... Are Garrick, who Bashir points out is a terrible author. Okay. Like, he can't write for shit. The only other one on the station is Ducart's daughter, who has almost certainly not written this. Okay. So, <laughs> Cisco tells them, shut up, enough speculation. He's walking down the stairs out of his office to leave. He is reading a pad as he's doing this. So everyone's like, Captain, are you also reading this fic? He's like, no. <laughs> this is Andorian soil sample reports. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yep. So it cuts to Goldukart on the phone with Cisco. It just goes, this is an outrage. He's like, ah, you read the novel then. How dare the, how the, dare the Federation allow any of this smut to be passed around the station? He's like, yeah, if you want to sue, you're going to have to come here, but Bajoran laws is different, isn't it? He's like, no, this is an outrage. Cardassia specifically outlaws any use of military personnel in fiction. <laughs> so, well, Bajor's not part of Cardassia. Well, ah, I'm a prominent military leader. This novel strips me of my title, my life, my dignity. Your clothes? <laughs> ah, exactly. <laughs> I just love his rant in this. I won't read the whole thing, but it's just... It describes me as submissive, weak, a Bajoran's whore. I am the pinnacle of Cardassian masculinity, and Cardassian men do not submit so readily. I've heard a few people who would disagree. <laughs> and, yeah, Cisco just hangs up on him. I like how Cisco is just sort of prodding him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should mention the tags. Um, so the additional tags were... Bullying Descartes. Yep. Uh, book discussions. Seriously bullying Descartes. I cannot stress how much we're bullying Descartes here. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Yeah, fair enough. 
Bully so, him. Mm, yep. He deserves it. Bully so before we move on, I'd like to draw your attention to the comments. Okay. Specifically, okay. Uh, the reply to the second comment down. Because the author has replied... So, someone called Wolf, Wolf underscore Lattice... So, sorry, beep beep lattice just came back in my mind. No, don't, don't set me off. So, I'm sorry. trying desperately. You tried to keep it together. So that author, so that commenter says, didn't know I needed this, but I do. Please, a crumb more, a smidgen, a morsel. And the author replied with a section from the hit novel Occupation. Oh no. Which I'd like to read. Randy Nawan's recent promotion to the guard of the political pl- prisoners, was not a job he took lightly. He was guarding some of the most cruel leaders of the Cardassian occupation of Bajor, many of them awaiting execution. His station was near the cell of, of the former Gul Dukat. Looking at him, Nawan could tell the man was broken. He was bruised, bleeding, and his eyes were all but dead. Though, the longer he looked, the more he noticed there was something beautiful about him. He shook off the thoughts, knowing that this man was responsible for so many deaths, and that it was wrong to have feelings for a prisoner. But something about the way his scales glinted in the harsh light of the prison sparked something in him that mixed with the hatred. I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually turned to lust. That was something he'd have to watch out for. Oh, they're gonna pound. Yeah, they're gonna pound. That's wow. the only bit of occupation that I've seen be written. I would like to see more, Clone Zone, if you end up listening to this. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to... You, you may as well do the full thing now. If you write the full occupation, I will gladly read the whole thing and turn it into a podfic. Because yeah. I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Chapter 2 is mostly just discussion of who people suspect wrote it. We start with Julian talking to Garrick. Um... Garrick's not impressed with this book. Um, mm. There's no meaning. It's simply sex and violence for the sake of sex and violence. And they wonder like how much of it is true. Like There were rumours about Descartes' inclinations. Uh, but they're like, no. Descartes' not gay. That doesn't <laughs> seem likely. <laughs> By the way, Kira thinks you wrote it. And he's like, no, I didn't write this. <laughs> I wouldn't write smut about the man who sentenced me to exile. <laughs> yeah I don't trust Garrick um, Jazdia and Kira are also talking about it they're like oh why are people into this Goldacat's not even hot and yeah <laughs> James is like I'm sorry have you seen him <laughs> <laughs> he's not hot I just think he'd be a Tumblr sexy man Okay. which are two All separate right. things yeah fair enough uh they describe it as lizard erotica here at one point, which made me laugh. Yeah. A lizard Jadzia erotica. wants to try out some of the things in the story. Uh, she's like, no, you should go ask Worf. Like, eh, maybe I will. <laughs> so, establishing their relationship. Like, Jadzia's married to Worf, Worf, but they've got something open going on with Kira. Right, I see. Yeah. And then Goldukart arrives on the station. Is the next <laughs> section. <laughs> He's wandering Uh, around. He boards the station as normal, but he can tell people are looking at him more than they usually do. And at one point someone yells, say hi to Nawan for me. (laughs) I do do like how he's he's that pissed off with this. He's come to sort it out. He has travelled across the galaxy 
to Deep Space Nine to complain about this smut being written about him. <laughs> so yeah, he goes into Cisco's office. He does the whole, this is an outrage! Like, all of this stuff. I do um, like the Ducat. If you say this is an outrage, I will kick you out. <laughs> well, I am outraged. <laughs> so yeah, Odo is investigating it. He's here to deal with that before he finds someone to sue. But I love that he brings out like I can't believe this is so popular. It's not even well written. The pro- it the prose is choppy to be generous. <laughs> Listen to this. In this line, it says Noan ran his hand down Ducat's scaled spine. And two pages later, it describes my spine as smooth. Which is it? (laughs) And he's got these bits highlighted. (laughs) He's gone through this with a highlighter, pulling out inconsistencies. (laughs) Oh, please tell me the author's going to use that annotated copy to improve. Oh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And in this paragraph, it specifically says, I have scars scars on my ridges. But then, again... Later, they're described as smooth scales. It can't be both. <laughs> Why are you reading this so closely? Evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, chapter three is Odo's investigation. Um, and Odo suggests that um, Bashir. Well, first of all, he, they go. Well, first, I need to figure out a motive. Do you have any enemies? Uh, I'm just going to write yes on that one. <laughs> I, I did like that line. That's a really funny line. <laughs> Secondly, they ask, um, I'm going to get Bashir to examine you, just so we can determine how accurate the novel is. He's like, I'll, it's correct anatomically, and that's all I'm going to give you. He's like, I'm not letting Bashir examine me. Are you not? Are you completely certain? Under no circumstances will I subject myself to that kind of humiliation. And the, very the next, next scene, scene is Dr. Bashir examining <laughs> Dukat. Like, <laughs> it immediately cuts to the med bay. It's happening. <laughs> and, they, they are yeah. just making this as difficult as possible for him, aren't they? Dukat's having a hard time here. Yeah. I, it's deserved. It's completely deserved. <laughs> <laughs> but the twist to the examination, everything checks out. In the book, he's missing a. He's got a scar below his fourth ridge scale. That's there. Oh, okay. He's missing. He's also missing a scale in his lower stomach, which is also in the book. So he's. Is somebody he's been intimate with? Someone, whoever is writing this, has intimate knowledge of Goldacart's body. Oh shit! (laughs) Yeah. So then they're trying to work out like who has slept with Goldacart. Well, we know Quark has. Garrick? <laughs> no. Might be plenty of Bajoran women, maybe. Was it you, Odo? Ah, oh, don't be ridiculous, Doctor. <laughs> <sighs> and that's when Golducart runs into his ex-wife, who is on the station. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's her, <laughs> dun, dun, it's dun. her isn't it? <laughs> no. Oh, no, okay. Oh, wow. His ex-wife has only just shown up on the station. She has arrived to, and this is chapter four, she has arrived to give a donation to the Bajoran Relief Funds. She is donating all of Goldacat's divorce money to the Bajorans as like a a fuck you to him and an an apology to Bajor for everything shitty he did. (laughs) It really is getting worse for him, isn't it? 
It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I might suggest a rename of this fic to Golducat's Bad Time. Yes. <laughs> oh um, boy. So his wife, who, his wife never actually shows up in the show. We know she exists. Um, her name is Athra. The author has essentially written her as a lizard version of Lady Demetrescu. I see. Okay. They've added to the Cardassian biology that the women are a lot bigger, which makes sense, because that's true of a lot of lizards. And, yeah. In fact, a lot of mammals as well, come to think of it. Okay, so they've done about as much research as, um, sort of applied about as much research as the original Star Trek would. Yes. Yeah. I think they mostly just wanted to write a big lizard waifu, and you know what? That's fine too. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> I tip my hat to you. I'm here for it. Yeah, everybody likes big waifus. So, Descartes and his wife talk about things. He doesn't bring up the book. As she leaves, a sense of dread flows through his body. He goes, how am I going to stop her from reading the novel? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> we cut you back can't. to Odo investigating things. He's decided, as always when Odo investigates things, to go straight to Quark, because... Quark has his finger in a lot of pies. It He might have something involved. Hmm. And he's explaining it's not him. He adds that literature just isn't profitable. Do you see how... Do you see many people on this station spending their time reading? No, because they stay inside reading instead of going out and having fun at my bar. Trust me, I didn't write it. Now you can take me off that list of yours. Now, if there's ever a hollow program version, put me at the top of the list. Oh. <laughs> so, fucking hell. Quark anti-book because there's no profit in it. Uh, he but might you've program. Just given him an idea. Yeah. To... <laughs> Pro oh, like no. buy the TV rights, program an interactive version, then you can make profit. Excellent. Oh. <laughs> uh, I miss Quark. We need him in more TV things. Hmm. But yeah, he's. He, th- he also thinks Garrick has had sex with Descartes at some point, so he suspects him. Uh, <laughs> fucking Garrick. <laughs> tells Odo that, yeah, uh, his ex-wife is on the station. Maybe you should talk to her. So, Odo does. We also get a very touching scene with um, Goldacart's wife meeting Zial. Now, Zial is Descartes' bastard daughter. Like He had her with a Bajoran... I can't think of what the politically correct term is. Uh, concubine? A comfort woman, I think is what they call them in the show. I see. Okay. Yeah. The Cardassians were really shitty in the occupation, just to be... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it. And that that is never kind of shied away from. So she's half Bajor and half Cardassian. Don't ask me how half lizard, half mammal works, but it's Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They hit it off. It's very cute. It's very touching. It's not super relevant to the, the mystery of who wrote Goldicart's fic, and we're short on time, so I'll skip over it for the most part. I will mention the first paragraph, though. She is having a terrible time, because the most popular thing on the station right now is erotica about her dad. Uh, yeah, I mean, granted. Well, who wrote it? Do you want me to skip straight to that? <laughs> well, I'm curious. Who actually fucking we're wrote it? We're getting there. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I'll wait. Yeah, generally speaking, people didn't enjoy reading erotica featuring their dads. Zial was no exception to that rule. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. She's Granted. so sick of hearing about this. <laughs> Understandably so. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'll I'll skip. I encourage everyone to read this in their own time. It's very good. Hmm. Uh, I'll skip her chapter five. Um, Odo meets Ducat's wife. She is very tall, with long legs and prominent musculature, much larger than Ducat himself. She even had to duck slightly when she entered the room. Hi. Bit of a cutaway. Uh, I'll say this slightly later. Time complicated. If you don't want to hear the ending to the story, skip ahead now. Cool. You've been warned. This is the spoiler bit. Back to the show. So, Odo mentions the book and asks her if she did it. And no, she didn't. But she's now going to read it. But she then says, maybe I can help. May I read this? Odo hands her a copy. Hmm. This prose seems very familiar. So she is accusing Golducat of writing it himself. Oh, shit, okay. Oh, shit. She recognises his ha- his style of writing. Okay. Like, it's it's li- it's the kind of thing he would write, and then our next scene is Ducat being like, Captain Sisko, I demand you sort this out immediately. My ex-wife is accusing me of writing that wretched novel. <laughs> and she's obviously out to get me. I deny all of this. <laughs> How could you? His face is blue with rage. Does and... it turn out that he actually has written it? Yes. Gilda <laughs> <laughs> Cat wrote it himself. But why? Um, hell. We'll get there. Um, next scene, Jazdee is talking to Worf about the book, and she's like, you know, there's some things in this book that would be fun. Worf, Worf doesn't understand the appeal again. And she's like, it's it's less about the man in it, more about the things that happen in the book, you know? And you know, yeah, it would be fun if we tried some of these. And Wolf's just like, Ugh. which role would you like to take? Ah, <laughs> uh, good on you, Wolf. <laughs> yep, satisfying his woman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, time passes. Descartes is still on Deep Space Nine. He wants to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that's the point. Like, how did the book get out if he wrote yeah, it? Yeah, that's the second mystery. <laughs> um, this chapter, there's a lot of flirting between Kira and um, Goldicat's wife. They, they... I still think Garrick's got something to do with it. <laughs> Kira hooks up with Descartes' wife. Good on her. Full, yeah. Fully on board with all of this. Yep. And there's a bit with Cisco. That's kind of cute. And eventually... We get last bit in this chapter. Where exactly did you find this? Odo held the leather-bound notebook outward of it. A slimy s- smile crept across Garak's face. Well, I couldn't tell you that, Constable. But I will tell you it's been in my possession for quite a while. And Odo's... Odo! <clears throat> he humps. Opens it. And you're certain this is the original copy? Quite certain. And he's reading. he's reading the original leather-bound copy. This text seems quite accurate so far. And I think you'll find this of interest as well. He hands him a letter addressed to Athra from Dukat, and the handwriting matches. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. shit. So, Dukat wrote it. Garrick stole it. Garrick leaked it. <laughs> <laughs> Garrick typed it up and put it online. <laughs> Oh, what a guy! Uh, oh, shit. Hang on. Hi. Bit of a cutaway. Uh, I'll say this slightly later. Time complicated. If you don't want to hear the ending to the story, skip ahead now. Cool. You've been warned. This is the spoiler bit. Back to the show. Yeah, good idea. Sorry, I forgot to mention uh, 
who are spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, good idea yeah. that. I'll, I'll edit around so I say that before I actually yeah. say the spoilers. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> we were all keen. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, final chapter. A month or two has passed. Ducat is still on the station. He's trying to figure out how to sue Garak. Um... <laughs> No one's even talking about this book anymore. Like, the, the fad is over. People have read it. They've moved on with their lives. Ducat has not moved on with this life. With his life. <laughs> He's still um, going. <laughs> yeah. He's simply awaiting the trial of the man who distributed that drivel. Um, the drivel hero. So, Cardassian citizens are not permitted to create or distribute anything disparaging towards military officials. Hmm. However... Garak was exiled from Cardassia. So the rules don't apply to him. He is no longer a Cardassian citizen because Ducat exiled him. <laughs> <laughs> so Ducat's stuck. He's just like, go home, Ducat. Just, just leave. Oh, this is lovely. Piss off. <laughs> um, the very heartwarming B-plot that I didn't want to get into because it was a lot of Star Trek lore would have to be dumped. Kira's Kira ends up like staying together with Ducat's wife and adopting Ducat's daughter, Zial. Oh, good. Oh, nice. And that's quite wholesome. She moves to Deep Space Nine. They live together. I could see that being a better ending for Zial. Mm-hmm. I wish that was canon. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the last bit is everyone just talking to, da- to Garak. Like, how did you find this book? Yeah. How the fuck did you find this book? I have my ways. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Before my exile, I figured I would need a bargaining chip should things go in an unideal way. Oh, God. So why now? God. Eh, how, d- how do humans say it? I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just wanted to cause what? shit for the he, most He decided drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He lives for it, doesn't he? Which is incredibly on brand for Golduka. For uh, Garak. Hmm. <laughs> it's time to be a diva. I'm just going to leak Ducat's porn. <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah. I'm trying to... <laughs> time for chaos. Time to leak this, the Emperor's self insert <laughs> yeah. fanfic. Oh yeah. my god. It, it's very wholesome. That, yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and that's pretty much our ending. They see Golducat out. Like, be gone, thoughts. <laughs> and Bye. he leaves and I'm sure everything goes well excellent and he never bothers them again he not definitely doesn't make a pact with Satan like in the show no of course not <sighs> so yeah I hope you enjoyed that <laughs> uh, yeah actually there was a bit I wanted to mention <laughs> that I skipped over it was Bashir talking with Garrick about everything Apparently a lot of Cardassians have Doctor Kinks, was mentioned in this. Okay. Because it's like, um... Cardassia is a very fascist culture, so authority is appealing. So so doctors have that kind of mystique to them. Yeah, I see. So, so they're like a man in uniform, yeah. is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and being medical includes, um... So they know a bit about anatomy as well, and they've got authority. Oh, I see. Okay. And I thought that was a nice touch. That fits with what we know about Cardassia. Yeah. So Garak's just living the dream, really, is he? So Garak is living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good, a good pick for him to live yeah. in. Yeah, it, it is. He's having the time Honestly, of his life. 
this is a good fix for everyone involved, honestly. Like, uh, everyone has from, a much every, happier ending. Uh, everyone from to bully the bad guy. Apart from yeah. Ducat, but fuck Ducat. Yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> he absolutely deserves it. So I don't mind. So yeah, that's what I read. Yeah, that was fantastic. I read a lot this week, actually, but there was another one I wanted to shout out, which I've told you guys about, where um, Bashir sluts it up. But I figured I'd leave the garish here to Grace for now. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, thank you, Clone Zone. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It My was. only request is I hope you write Occupation, if you haven't already. I didn't see it in the things you've already written, but if it's out there, I'd love to see it. Mm. So, yeah. So, what have we learned today? Peep, peep, lettuce. Peep, peep, lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I guess I guess what we've learned is don't get a tattoo unless you are absolutely fucking yeah. sure. <laughs> and absolutely serious. Because <laughs> you may Make sure it's in a language lettuce. you understand. <laughs> or make sure you get it checked first by somebody who understands that language. And that you trust not to just let you get a tattoo saying beep beep letters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is it is like the um, the other way around, you know, where you you see those shirts in like China and Japan which have English words on them. Yeah. And it says it'll say something which doesn't make any sense, like make your hair maximum Jonathan or something like that. <laughs> we'll see you idiot bastards. <laughs> 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 I saw a tattoo on an Asian woman that had the word um, discount. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's it supposed to be like value or yeah. something, but yeah, it's just, oh no. <laughs> I did read somewhere where um, there was this, it was either a, a Chinese or Japanese uh, shop owner, and they'd been on holiday in America, and they'd mm. heard people use the word fucking. Yes. They thought it meant, like, oh, it's really good. Like, you know, if you see if you say, um, I don't know, this fucking soup, you know, this really good yeah, soup. Yeah, I saw that. Because so they went they back. Fucking sale everywhere. Yeah, they, they went back and, <laughs> and, and, and plastered all over their shop these signs saying, fucking sale. <laughs> Go on. Fucking sale. <laughs> fucking sale. I mean, sale. all the Westerners showed up, so it can't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go buy stuff in the fucking sale. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm skimming through Clone Zone's other fix. They've written a fic about Grilka, who is a big Klingon woman who Quark accidentally gets married to. Oh, okay. And I love that episode. I see. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, another, yeah another big waifu. <laughs> yeah. Well, Clone Zone mentions they're a lesbian, so... <laughs> <laughs> I see. It, it kind of fits. <laughs> Yeah, everybody wants a big waifu. Yeah. Yeah, Quark accidentally kills her husband in self-defense, and it turns out that means you marry them, and he has to, like, sort out their house. And, <laughs> right. Like, jewels and shit. Because <laughs> Klingon warrior culture's dumb. Yeah, I see. But it's what they do. And Quark's a fucking accountant. He has he doesn't fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Grace, was Star Trek as bad as you expected? Um, it sounds like you've enjoyed yourself. Well, it, it was when you showed it to me, but thankfully the authors of AO3 showed me the more appealing side <laughs> of it. 
I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Maybe you can sit down with Deep Space Nine sometime. No. Learn about <laughs> Garak. No, no, no. See them at it. He's got a clitoris on his forehead. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he sure does. The ra- I can't unsee it. The racial slur they use for Cardassians is the spoonheads. Oh, no. Because they've got that little spoon. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the only racial slur we have in Star Trek, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. Which is surprising, because there's a lot... Oh, no, no, the Andorians call humans pink skins. Okay. All right. Which is kind of awkward. Yes, it is. Not all, not all humans have pink skin. No. <laughs> oh, so they're racist as well. Yeah, like, they said it in the 60s show, and then, like, I don't think they thought it through. Because, oh, and well, when, Andorians are when you blue. Turn anyone in, yeah. When you turn inside people inside out, they're pink on the inside exactly. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen theories that maybe it's like a, a heat vis- it's like a vision thing, because oh, like Andorians right. they they're from an ice world they're all blue, maybe all humans look kind of bright and like heat based to them. Oh, maybe. Who knows? I like that theory personally. Hmm. That is a good theory. Or they're just really really racist and just narrowed it down, <laughs> which seems on brand for the Andorians too, because like they're fighty. Yeah. Okay. I think I've talked. I think I've bored Grace to death about Star Trek enough now. <laughs> I, will, I will stop. It's out of your system you. for another three years. For a little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, I noticed. I realized this is season five, right? Another four years. So, it's our five-year mission. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> do we so, think that we have boldly gone where no fanfic podcast has gone before? I guess we have. Yeah. So. Kirk's ship, in the opening titles, he talks about the five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. So, it's appropriate that we're doing Star Trek at the end of our five-year mission. Oh, nice. So, yeah, tying it together. Exactly. That was on purpose. (laughs) Of course it was. (laughs) You haven't just realised it just now as you were thinking about wrapping up. I realised it about an hour or two ago. (laughs) (laughs) Then I remembered to say it. (laughs) But yeah, I... I think we've done a fair bit of waffling. Do we want to? Do we want to discuss what we're doing next while we're here? Or do we want to hang up first and think about it? Oh, I don't really mind. Yeah, what How are we doing? Are what are we doing next? Not that tired. Okay, so I have narrowed it down to a couple of options. Okay. If I finish it on time, we should do what we do in the shadows. Okay. We could do cyberpunk. Oh yeah. Okay. We could do. Um, oh, I had I had ideas and I've forgotten them. <laughs> we could do Resident Evil again. We'll a bit of that. Again, but but all of Resident Evil, not oh. just the big, not just Big Mama. I see. Um, I mean, she's the person I'd be bringing back. That's up, fine. So I, I'm really happy to hear to more. Me. I mean, I think we did that episode as Resident Evil was coming out, so now it's had time to um, to mature, like, to build up. Yes. Yeah, just like yeah. Lady Demetrescu herself has matured. <laughs> I mean, she hasn't. She was already mature, but she was already a big milf. Yeah. But now, now the fandom has matured too. But we can also talk about Resident Evil 4 with um, Ada and Ashley and Jill for a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. And Leon. There'll be a lot of Leon. Um, so that's an option. I- we could let Grace pick because she generously let me do Star Trek. Yeah, fair enough. I'm happy with that. Oh, I can't think of anything offhand right I'm now. I'm happy to push Cyberpunk back to uh, one of our later episodes. Because mm. I am going to try and watch the anime. Okay. Ah, okay, we'll, we'll keep Cyberpunk anime. on ice for now. Yeah. You... Are you going to watch the anime, James, no. or are you too sad? I'm t- it's too sad. 
Um, I don't like sad things. Yeah, it is a cyberpunk world. Like, mm-hmm. nobody has a happy ending. Nobody has a good exactly. time. Yeah. Which is why I'm going to beat the Idris Elba DLC and probably call it there. Fair enough. Okay. With, the, with cyberpunk. Yeah. Maybe. I'll, I'm a, I'll, see, I'll see how I feel when I've beaten it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm enjoying cyberpunk, though. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd never played it when it was... Uh, I got lent a copy mm. when it was on the PS3. And it's janky state, yeah. Because it was... PS4. They were sort of... Yeah, the PS4, rather. They, they were sort of halfway through fixing it. And so they'd, um, they'd done a load of stuff where they'd managed to make the frame rate better, but in... It like directly affected the amount of street furniture and cars and pedestrians, and it just yeah. felt like a big empty world. Like outside mm-hmm. of uh, outside of Afterlife and outside of Jig Jig Street, it just felt empty, and it was such a shame. Yeah. And it's so much better now. Like there's so much more stuff to do as well. Mm. Yeah, it's a good game now. Yeah, it is one hundred percent. Yeah, devastated how much better it is than Starfield. Yeah. <laughs> So I I watched a comparison between Starfield and Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on nightclubs. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> the nightclub <laughs> in Starfield's bad. The nightclub in Starfield is. It was designed and built by somebody who had read about a nightclub in a book once. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's so bad. Like Cyberpunk was designed by some by mm-hmm. people who had actually been to nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's some things I don't think it's fair to compare Starfield to Cyberpunk on for, like, say, facial animations and things like that, because it's not... They're very different games for that. Yeah. Like, Starfield is more open world, Cyberpunk it's more... The cutscenes are strictly rigid and stuff. Yeah. But, oh god, Neon and the nightclub is so bad. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And, oh... I hope they fix Starfield. Uh... And when they do, I hope it's good. Well, this is this is Bethesda. We're but we could do about. Skyrim. Yeah, we could do Skyrim, I, I suppose. Into, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been ported to pretty much everything now, so exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just have a think. We've got a Baldur's Gate episode coming, because it's only a matter of time, and I don't think there's a point in keeping that a secret. But fair enough. Maybe not just yet. Let me play a bit more of it first. Yeah. Okay. Is that the one with a big demon waifu that can't touch you, but wants to? Pardon? Or am I, I thinking know. of something else? There's a lot of waifus in Baldur's Gate 3. I see. And a lot of husbandos, too. Right, fair enough. A friend of ours has convinced Grace, who's not played Baldur's Gate, into simping for this bloke. And I just don't get it. <laughs> I just find him very amusing. Lots of cat energy. But that's a story for another time. Hmm. Um... Yeah, I guess we'll have a think and decide over the next two weeks. Yep, fair enough. Cool. If you have opinions, why not write in? I mean, by the time you hear this, we'll have recorded our next one, but maybe for the one after. Yeah, mm. either write in or uh, jump on the Discord, which will Join our be... Discord. It's yep. free. Which will be free now, so yeah. you can you can do that if you if you so wish. Mm-hmm. Come say hi. Just don't be a weirdo. Nah, be a weirdo. We're all weirdos here. Uh, it, depend- uh, it depends what kind of weirdo. If you're here to sell me pills that involve my penis, I don't want it. <laughs> He's got enough of those. I've got enough of those. <laughs> medicine cabinet's full. Fair enough. What? Right, yeah. uh, so would you like to buy a bigger medicine cabinet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I already know about all the hel- all the horny sluts in my area. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> you are the sexy single in your area. I'm I'm the desperate slut in my area. 
Like, <laughs> stop telling me. <laughs> I know. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and on that note, it's time to go. I didn't have anything witty. Says. I should have had something witty in Star Trek. Says. Oh, I do. Warp one. Engage. There we go. <laughs> you fulfilled. You fulfilled your. Um, I picarded a little bit. You have fulfilled your pop culture reference quota for this episode. Exactly. Yeah. Good night. Good night. See Good night. you next time. <laughs>